So we are actually able to self-fund our growth. We hired 19 people in February. It's big, but for our future plans and how we want to take our brands into more stores and be able to get into other states, this is when we are actually going to have to increase our production even more and hire key people and raise capital for that. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Lalek Mazer Power, founder and managing director of Giving Tree. Lalek, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We have a lot to talk about, especially with Arizona finally passing adult use in November, which is really great news, finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we jump into the, all the opportunities that the new law has created, let's talk about Giving Tree, which is one of the longest standing vertically integrated cannabis companies in the state. And you recently opened a new 2,400 square foot dispensary. Was the expansion prompted by the new law or did you already have that in the works? This has been in the works for a long time. The good thing is it came up at the right time. So I've been trying to work on it for a long time, but it it came up right at the opening of of Adult Use in Arizona. So it was perfect. Man, that was great timing. It's sometimes better to be lucky than good. That's just worked out perfect for you. I saw on your website, as as I was scrolling through it, it asked me if I was a 21 plus recreational customer. So is the new location already an adult use dispensary? Yes. We moved our dispensary on January 25th, hoping to do a a soft opening and get ready for adult use and the state collecting adult use on the 24th. So we opened for adult use on the 27th. It was not a soft opening. That never happens. <laughs> we talk to people all over the country and the law passes and then three years later, they're still trying to get the licensing sorted out. I, I got to give Arizona a lot of credit for moving this quickly. Were you given a priority because you were already an established business? Yes. So they posted the application three days before they approved us. Never happens. I can tell you, I got the license in 2011 and it was on hold until 2012 because of our governor. So not even a usual for Arizona, but yes, the health department know all of us and have been monitoring us for years. So it was easy for them to switch the plug, just grab our fee and we're good to go. (laughs) That is crazy. Now, under that license, do you have the opportunity to open more dispensaries? No, I could open one that only serves patients and one just for adult use, but none of us are doing that. So our space can serve both. Okay. We did get a second license for a cultivation and extraction, so I can open another production facility. Okay. All right. So if you wanted to open up more dispensaries, you'd have to apply just like everybody else for a license? Yes, and they're not really giving many more. So they're giving 12 more licenses that they're calling backfills. It will be in counties without any dispensaries. And then later on, they will give 26 licenses for social equity candidates. So that is all the increase in dispensaries are going to happen in Arizona. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. Lan, it's really good that you were one of the few people to have a license. That puts you in a great position. You mentioned earlier, it, or I mentioned earlier, that you're a seed to sale, fully integrated company. You have cultivation facility and uh, you have your own brands. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so we are vertically integrated. We have a cultivation, extraction, manufacturing, retail, wholesale, and of course, the logistic distribution center. Our company has two brands, Kindred Cannabis, which is a capsule brand. Uh, we sell in about 50% of the market in 60 stores in Arizona. And then Ketotonic, which is a THCA brand, and that is more small batch, and you can only find it at about 10 stores in Arizona. Okay. And do you carry other people's brands, or will you be carrying other people's brands in your locations? We do. Our store has about 80 different brands. Oh my gosh. Yes, there's a lot. I would say for sure. Now, do you feel like you're going to have to up your production to accommodate the increased demand? Yes, we're already seeing it. As much as we thought we were prepared, which I guess it's a good issue to have, but the demand is much higher than we thought and much higher than our supply. So we used to supply to our store and be able to wholesale some of our flour, but now we're purchasing flour and everything goes into our store. Same thing with our brands. We are buying more mass product to be able to manufacture more. We definitely have some automation machines coming in. We're going through a big expansion for our production facility. It's a big, exciting and expensive year. I was just, yeah, (laughs) I was just going to say that. I said everything that you're talking about, I just hear cha-ching, cha-ching. It's very expensive to do what you're talking about. And I suspect you're probably having to add staff and bringing in some key people. This is very expensive. Are you in the process of raising capital, are you going to just be able to self-fund this? How's the plan for moving forward? So we are actually able to self-fund our growth. Wow. We hired 19 people in February. It's big. But for our future plans and how we want to take our brands into more stores and be able to get into other states, this is when we are actually going to have to increase our production even more and hire key people and raise capital for that. Okay, so that's the big picture. You want to get your brand into more locations in Arizona and possibly even expand it out into other states. Is that going to be the big picture plan? Yes, that is our plan. So as a small business, we realized we're not going to have 10 stores and we don't believe in the model of really retail winning in the retail store. So how do we get to be in all those stores instead of operating? Yeah. Those stores? And that was really, the brand was our solution. Now, as far as raising capital, have you already begun the process of raising money or you're just in, at the preliminary stage of that? Preliminary stage. So we have hired CFO to start analyzing everything that we never get to analyze as a small business. He's doing that job. And then once we know exactly what we need to raise to where we want to be and that's to your plan, then we're going to... Especially like having been in business, we talked earlier, you started this process in what, 2010, 2011. There are very few people with over a decade of experience in all levels of this business. So I suspect you're going to be an investor's dream. This isn't an idea. This is something that's up and working and 
you've been living it for all these years, I, I suspect you're not going to have too much trouble finding people interested in working with you. I don't think we're going to have trouble finding people. We, we have proved our model and yeah. it's growing year after year. So we are doing great. I think the goal would be to find the right money and to find mm-hmm. the right partnership. We see a lot around us. People get into trouble with just looking for money instead of finding people that see their vision and really believe in where they're going. So I think that would be what we need to focus on. Okay. And you think that process is going to be complete and ready to go within the next, what, six months or so? That's exactly it. (laughs) We're hoping around uh, September to start, right after the summer, to start the capital raise and be able to close it by the end of the year. So we're up and running. All right. Well, we're going to have the links to Giving Tree in our show notes. And I'm sure if somebody wants to get a a head start on this process and get their foot in the door and speak to Lalek, I'm sure she would be happy to speak with you. But this is really exciting. It's great for the industry, especially Arizona. We've been waiting forever for this to happen. And now listening to you and how much growth you've seen, it just goes to show you how important this is to keep moving forward. And Couldn't be happier for you. I'm glad you were able to take the time out to talk with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, it's it's, it's interesting because it's not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey to be an entrepreneur and to be in a startup company, in a startup industry. And 10 years ago, nobody wanted to talk to us or never even think about capital raise. But it's finally all coming together. I think the last couple of years have been really good for the industry and really good for our company. You deserve it. Congratulations. And thanks thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.